Hey guys, I'm Caitlin Adams, and welcome to the Kirk Students Podcast. We're the student ministry from the Kirk Church in Tulsa, Oklahoma. This is where you'll hear sermons from Josh Lyle, Colin Grant, and other guest speakers. You can look in the show notes for small group questions and talking points. Make sure you subscribe and share with anyone who follows Kirk Students. If you want to know more about us or get in touch, visit us at thekirk.com or follow us on Instagram at Kirk Students. Now, let's jump in. talking through each of the Kirk's seven values. Um, And so we've been through um, a couple of them already. uh, And today we're talking about prayer. We're talking about prayer because we um, want to be, as a church, we want to be a prayer-saturated community. Um, and this is this is a value that our pastors and our leadership team has met had met about and has really prayed about and, and determined that that's a big pillar of, of what we want to put uh, under the foundation of this church. We want to be prayer saturated. Um, but I want to know um, I want to know in order to to kind of uh, think through um, what this actually means for us in our lives. I want to know what your situation is with your notifications on your phone. How many, who, like, what do you get the most? <laughs> it's fine. It's not coming, <laughs> coming down here. Um, what do you get the most? While you guys, while we talk about this, I'm trying to find my, my message on here. What do we get? What do you guys get the most notifications from? Snapchat, for sure. Twitter, messages. Instagram news. Anybody else have news notifications on? A few. <laughs> Twitter and news. <laughs> She's like, I get notifications from MySpace and I get notifications from and the New York Times and <laughs> cool, cool. Cool, cool, cool. What else? Like, do you guys get, do you guys have notifications turned on? Yes. For ESPN, all ESPN. This is just not going to be entertaining. Um, what what are the most annoying notifications that you get? All of them. Mine are all of them. News on six. Canvas is good. Josh, would you go get my computer off my desk? I don't think I put my talk on my iPad. Thank you. Um, Canvas wins for sure. So mine, I get one from Newsbreak. I downloaded Newsbreak, so it's like all different kinds of, of news uh, alerts or whatever. So it's like all of them, and it's very obnoxious. Anyway, um, okay, so I, I feel like um, 
we get inundated with, I had a thought of like, okay, every time from now on in this, in the, while we're together for the next 30 minutes, like if you get a notification, you have to stand up and just say, not the, you don't have to read it, but like say, I got a notification from Twitter. I got a notification just as like an example, but I don't think we even need to do that because you guys already know that you get a million notifications and it drives, it can interrupt everything. It can interrupt whatever you're doing. If I, if you're looking at your Bible on your phone, like you get notifications and all of a sudden you're doing something completely different than you intended. Like it can be super, super obnoxious. And I think like what's crazy about that in this world, like we're, we're more connected than we have ever been. No other time in history has news traveled this fast. No other time in history have you been this connected to this many people. To I mean, if something happens around the world, we all know about it in, you know, a couple of minutes sometimes or an hour. Like we all know about it like instantly. And we're, I just, I, we are not, thank you. We are just not meant to live like that. I'm just going to tell you, like, we are, we are not, I don't believe that we are meant to be people who know everything about everybody all the time. If you, yeah, like, you know what your friends did last night with or without you, right? On, I'm sure it was on their story or their snap. Like, you have seen, you know exactly, like, what most people did. If you miss somebody's location on snap map, like, you need to know where they were. Like, like, this is, like, it's, I mean, right, you know, like, talk about the age, like, the information age. Like, you know everything about, you know everything about everybody. And it's, to an, to an extent, but, like, I don't think that we are meant to know that that much about that much. Like, we, I don't think we can handle that very well. Most of you have probably not seen this movie. Have you seen Bruce Almighty? Really? The, from 2003? Listen. We're going to watch a clip from Bruce Almighty because, and I was like thinking about this. I was like, oh, this is, this is going to be so, so funny. Like, but the, it, they've probably seen this a million times. And then I was like, oh, wait, it was in 2003. So, like, it didn't, it was way earlier. It's way older than I thought. But, uh, so, set up, uh, Bruce thinks that he can be God better than God. Morgan Freeman is God. So, you can, if nothing else, you can leave church today thinking, knowing that we taught you that Morgan Freeman is God. So, <laughs> so, Morgan Freeman is God. Bruce thinks that he can do better than God. So, he becomes God and he gets to uh, hear all the prayers. Um, so, we're going to watch what happens, what he decides to do about it. Bruce, so I suggest you get to it. Seeing him smile would make me so happy. Prayers, prayers, okay, prayers. Uh, this creepy whisper thing has to end. Organization and management provide you with a system, something concrete. Concentrate. Files. Let all prayers be organized into files. takes care of the voices. Well, it definitely takes care of the voices. Let's make movies. Prayer post-its. got 
Un buen café. Gracias, señor. Adiós. This goes on for a little bit. Pretty much, he says yes to every prayer, and then he replies all yes. So as you can imagine, if you haven't seen the movie, uh, that creates a terrible world where um, like a ton, of, a billion people won the lottery, and everybody only got a penny, and like all this different stuff. There's meteors and uh, whatever, because he just replied all in his yes. Um, because here's my thought in, in showing you guys this. I feel like that is a little bit how we feel with like the amount of information we're taking in because I don't think that we really are created to take in this much information because we're going to respond like Bruce does. We're going to, like we have no idea how to handle, we would have no idea how to handle the weight of the world, right? We can't. We're not meant to. But what's crazy is that God can. Like, what's insane and what we talked about um, even on a Wednesday night a couple weeks ago of how, how insanely, how insane it is that God knows us so deeply that he can know everything about all of us at the same time. Like, it's similar to that. Like, God can hear everything, that every conversation from every person on the planet all at the same time, all the sticky notes in that room. Like, he is in those those conversations with people, he can he can handle that, um, and so I think more than ever in our world we we I think are desperate. I am desperate. I would assume others in here are too. I'm desperate for peace. Like I'm desperate for a a context to receive peace. Um, if I could get notifications of peace, <laughs> right? It's almost like my watch, like being, you know, telling me to breathe every five minutes at work when I'm stressed and it's like, breathe. I'm like, shut up. It's like, like if I, if that would work, if it would say pray and I would actually stop and pray, you know, I mean, there's, that is like, that would work if I could build that rhythm into my life. But, but it's just, I want, I'm desperate for a context in, in order, like, as a way to receive peace right now. So um, that, spoiler alert, that context is prayer. Prayer works. And so why don't we pray? There's, there's a couple reasons why we don't pray. We don't pray because we feel like we don't know how. 
Um, maybe we feel like we um, we don't know um, like what words to say. We don't know. Um, we don't want to look stupid in front of God. We don't know how to how to communicate with God. Um, number two, we don't feel like prayer actually works. Um, there's a lack of faith. We have a lack of faith in prayer. Um, I think if we really believed that prayer worked, we would do it way more often. If we really had the faith that pray, that what I pray matters, we would do it. We would have to do it all the more often, right? Um, a third thing, we have a lack of answers, right? We don't pray because there's a lack of answers. We are, there's a lack of response from God. We've prayed so many times just to be disappointed over and over and over again, right? I think, um, I mean, I'm, I can, I can tell you that, like, I believe that prayer works, and yet I've prayed a lot of prayers that I didn't believe, I didn't think God answered at the time, or I didn't, or it was, the answer was not what I wanted, not what I anticipated, Um, and then we don't pray because we're just making it too hard, right? We just, sometimes we um, feel, we come to church, and we tell, you know, we feel like you maybe feel like you're hearing us say to go get in your prayer closet on a rug with a candle and a Bible on your knees at this time, and you have to do it in this way, or you have to have a, you know, I, I don't know. We, we just, we have a lack of simplicity, a lack of, a lack of simplicity. We're making it too hard. Um, and so we're going to look today at what Jesus, how Jesus tells us to pray, which Paige read for us earlier, which um, was awesome. Paige, you did it great. So we're in Matthew chapter 6. Verses um, 5 through, we're going to read 5 through 8. Um, Matthew chapter 6, verse 5. Jesus says, And when you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward in full. So first, Jesus tells us how not to pray. And he tells us, don't be like the hypocrites. They, when they pray, they, they are just praying to pray for other, like they're praying in front of other people. They're praying, they're the ones praying in the microphone, they're the ones praying on stage, but that's it. If that's the only place that they're praying, they've already received their reward. Meaning, they're, the reward that they're looking for is praise from other people for being so prayerful or whatever. And that's it. They don't get, that's, that's the reward that they get. Um, so he says, don't be like the hypocrites. Don't just pray on Instagram. Don't just, like, don't just pray, like, put Bible verse on Instagram and, like, not live that out in your life. Like, if, like, if you're going to be like the hypocrites, that's it. That's the reward you get is praise from other people, other people thinking of you in a certain way. Um, verse 6, but when you pray, go into your room, close the door, and pray to your Father who is unseen. Then your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. Now, this is still a sim- simple thing. God's not trying to make prayer ultra complicated, um, but he's saying, he's saying pray in secret. Just you and God, that is, that is what it's about. If it's just a prayer between you and God, God will reward that. He will reward that. Eugene Peterson, um, in his commentary called The Message, he writes this in this verse. Here's what I want you to do. Find a quiet, secluded place so you won't be tempted to role play before God. Just be there as simply and honestly as you can manage. The focus will shift from you to God, and you will begin to sense his grace. Now, what better context for receiving peace can you imagine than that? Right? Don't make it complicated. Be like, 
don't don't be don't be tempted to role play. Find somewhere on your own. Just be there as simply and honestly as you can manage, and the focus will shift from you to God, and you'll begin to sense his grace. That's what we want. That is what Jesus is telling us prayer is, shifting the focus from you to God. Again, we have these little computers in our pocket, and they tell us all over the place that it's okay for everything to be about you for everything to be about about you and 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 uh, Jesus is saying take a minute just come before God and let the focus shift from you to him and there he will reward you you will you will receive his grace that is such a context for receiving peace in this world as simply and honestly as you can manage and then verse 7 and when you pray he continues, and when you pray, don't keep babbling on like the pagans, for they think they will be heard because of their many words. Do not be like them, for your father knows what you need before you ask him. Talk to God. How, how do we pray? Talk to God. Talk to God like you are talking to your best friend. Talk to God like you're talking to your person, your confidant, the person that you tell everything to. Like, just talk to him like that ecclesiastes 5 2 says god is in heaven and you're on earth so let your words speak to you god's in heaven so you're and you're on earth so you don't have to go on and on and on and and make all these words sound you know fancy for him like he knows what you're praying before you pray it and so if we believe that to be true if we believe that we don't have to be fancy to come before god and um, that he already knows what we're going to ask him why pray have you ever asked that question? Do you guys ask yourself that question? I mean, sometimes I do. I'll be honest. Like, if God already knows what I'm going to say, then why does it matter? If, I, if God's just with me all the time, then why does it matter to stop and, and pray? I mean, I, I believe that you can pray in your head all the time. You can pray in your car. You can pray as you're walking, as you're talking to a friend. Like, you can, you can pray all the time. And so, and I know that God already knows those things. So if that's all true, why does it matter to stop and actually ask God why, and actually enter into a conversation with God? A couple of reasons. Uh, number one, because God says to. <laughs> it matters, it matters to pray because God tells us in his word over and over again to pray. Pray for those who persecute you. When you pray, pray like this. He tells us how to pray. Be faithful in prayer. Pray in the spirit on all occasions. Devote yourselves to prayer. Pray continually. These are in these are in in scripture that God has given us in His His um, His Word in breathed to life in this world. Like He says, pray, 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 pray. It's a command, um, and it's assumed when you pray. Pray like this. He's assuming we're going to pray, um, and so that should be enough of a reason. Um, number two, Jesus prayed. We want to be like Jesus. Jesus prayed. And if Jesus is the son of God and is God and he's praying, like how much more do we need to pray, right? Um, number three, prayer allows us to participate with God. This is a big one. Prayer allows us to participate with God. Um, God has established prayer as part of his plan um, for accomplishing his will in this world. God has decided prayer is going to play a part in accomplishing his will here on earth. 
Um, why would we not want to be a part of that? Um, we get to, in, in bringing our requests before God and, and, and bringing ourselves in, into communion with God, we get to participate in his will here on earth. Um, and then number four, prayer is how we communicate with God. Um, we've talked um, about this a lot, but how do you know somebody if you don't talk to them? You're not going to be able to know somebody if you don't talk to them and get to know them. Um, prayer is how we we communicate. We get to know God's character. It's how um, we get to open ourselves up to Him. And so, um, we're gonna. I'm gonna. I'm sure that you have heard uh, several different uh, acronyms for prayer. Um, we teach one called uh, that's called ACT, and it's the Adoration, Confession, Thanksgiving, and Supplication. And we've gone through that um, uh, last year, and we've gone through it a couple of times. Um, if you were with us at Believe last year, we talked about tacos. Um, thanksgiving, uh, adoration, confession, others, and self. Um, and so whatever acronym works for you, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to teach you a new one this morning, or maybe it's not new for you, but um, it was new for me, uh, because I want to refresh my prayer life. This has been on my heart um, leading up to this morning, and I have been thinking, I need a refresher. I need something I need something new. I need something um, something new to help me um, to help me pray. And so, um, this is uh, if you are willing and you want to join in this acronym with me uh, coming up, like this, this as you leave here today and as you go about um, your life this week, uh, we're gonna pray. Okay. So first one is P is for praise. Um, so as you come before God, um, this is just a reminder of, of ways to talk to him. So first, give him praise. Um, bring gratefulness to God. Give him thanksgiving for the things that he's done in your life. I pray every night um, right now uh, over my son. Thank you, God, for keeping him healthy. Um, thank you. I don't know if any of you have become a parent in a pandemic, but it is not super fun. Um, and so I pray every night. Thank you, God, for keeping our family healthy. Thank you for keeping him healthy. Thank you for letting him sleep through the night. Um, I, I just, there's just bring things to God that, that um, remind you and him of how grateful you are. Thank you for this roof over my head. Thank you, God, for a place for us to meet together to worship this morning. Thank you, God, for um, the ability to worship and uh, not be persecuted for that. Um, where we're at right now. Like these are things that sometimes we take for granted unless we're um, changing and shifting the posture of our hearts to be grateful. Um, if you've done any work with gratefulness, you know it changes the posture of your relationship with God completely to just be grateful. Um, and so we praise him. And we don't just praise him for the things that he's, he's given us. We praise him for who he is. Um, so like we, uh, we, um, we speak in adoration of, of who he is. He's powerful. Um, he is good. He is a counselor. Um, that was a, a word that was really special to me over this Christmas season. He's a counselor. Um, he is mighty. He is um, love. He, you know, and, and these, you take a, a new, a new piece of God's character and you express gratefulness for that. And, and that, um, reminds you of, of who God is. Um, and then R is repent. And so we spend time, we want to spend time with God in communication with God, um, repenting from the ways that we've messed up. You guys, it's not uh, surprising to God that we've messed up. 
We are broken. We come before him with all of our stuff, and he says, I've got you. Like, he sent his son for that reason. And so we bring those things to him, and we say, God, we're not, we're not okay. We're not okay. We're, like, we are broken, and we are messing up, and here's how I messed up today, and here's how I messed up yesterday, and here's how I messed up last week, and God, I'm sorry. Help me. Help me to write this behavior. Help me to, help me to, uh, to live my life trying to be more like you. Um, repentance um, is huge and, uh, again, necessary for shifting that posture of our, of our hearts. We're not, um, we don't practice confession. Um, in, in the co- Catholic tradition, you practice confession. And um, I think there's something to be said for that, for this idea of regularly bringing um, your sin to the, the foot of the throne and to say, God, God, take this. Like, I, I can't take this anymore. Um, and then A is for ask. So bring those things before him that you need, um, that, that you uh, need for others, that others need. Bring other people before him. Ask him um, to, to be present um, over Catherine when she spoke this morning, over Paige as she reads scripture. Like bring people before him um, and ask for what you need, ask for what they need. Um, be people that if, if, um, if tomorrow you woke up and all of your prayers were answered, that it would change the world, that it would change somebody's life because you are believing that heavily and leaning that heavily on on prayer um, and that it works. Um, and then the last one, this one is, is what I love and what's a little bit different about this acronym um, for me. It's YIELD. And so um, what I think is so, uh, a piece that is so important in prayer time is to um, yield our will to God's will. Um, to, to stop, and uh, we do a lot, of, I tend to do a lot of the talking, I know this will shock you, um, but I tend to do a lot of the talking in my prayer time, and this is a reminder to listen, a reminder to stop, um, and to let God bring things to your mind, and people to your mind, and words, and kindness, and worship, and whatever it is, yield some time out of your busy, busy lives, which I know you're busy, um, but to yield some time to listen to God um, and to give space to say, God, not my will, but yours be done. God, not um, like I'm going to, I'm going to lay these things before you. I'm going to ask you, I'm going to beg you um, for these things. I'm going to beg you for, for health. I'm going to beg you for, um, for, for somebody uh, for uh, repairing this relationship. I'm going to beg you for these things. I'm going to bring them before you. But God, your will and not mine. Let your will be done. And this is where in the times that we receive an answer that we didn't want um, or where God says no or God says not yet or, um, or because, uh, because he knows so much more than we do, this is where this space is where he can shift your heart again um, to be okay with that. And it's huge. Um, and so this, uh, this is one of the foundational pillars that we build this church on, that we build this family, this youth group family on is prayer. Um, and so listen, that 
has to start with you guys. That has to start with you guys. You are the church of today. You can change the face of this church today by being people of prayer. Um, And if you're like, hearing all this and you're like cool like I've heard all this before but God doesn't God God doesn't really care to hear from me um I'm gonna tell you this lovingly and as kindly as possible he is desperate to hear from you um if prayer isn't already an active part of your life I'm asking you right now to figure out where that is going to fit where a rhythm of prayer is going to be best in your life. Um, if you had a New Year's resolution for praying, to, it's what tomorrow is the first of February. Start it over. Like now is the time a reset. Like you can do it again. Um, if it's first thing in the morning, last thing at night, at some point when you set an alarm on your on your watch to go off at um, a certain time of the day that's meaningful or whatever that you can just stop and pray right then. Something that is a reminder to just, it does not, again, it doesn't have to be fancy. It doesn't have to be long. It doesn't have to be in a certain place. But whatever it is that's going to help you shift your focus to be in conversation constantly with God, do it. This is, this is life and death in our faith on this planet. This is life and death in this reality that we're in, in this unbelievable um, culture of information. Guys, prayer is life and death to us. We need to be in communion constantly in conversation with God. Um, Let me pray for us now. Um, and uh, if you find yourself uh, trying to figure this out this week and you're struggling, um, talk to your small group leader, talk to me or Josh, text us, whatever. Um, or if, if you're like, yeah, prayer doesn't really work for me, um, talk to somebody about it, please. Okay, let's pray. God.